Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast. I'm Aaron Summers. The Saints are on campus practicing today through Friday before heading to Atlanta on Saturday. That game Sunday is at 12 o'clock Central, kick on Fox at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. On the call will be Kenny Albert, former Saints linebacker Jonathan Vilma, and our guest today, sideline reporter Shannon Spake. Before we get into the conversation with Shannon, let's check in with some of the players and head coach Dennis Allen ahead of game week. Game week, man, we're excited. Um, you know, got the Falcons this week at their place, so we'll, uh, uh, it'll be a tough challenge. Um, you know, the, the, the obvious thing is uh, there's a few new pieces to the puzzle here, and so we'll have to figure some things out as the week goes along. But, um, you know, we're excited about getting going and, and uh, getting the season started. The Falcons added quarterback Marcus Mariota during the offseason, someone who is known for leaning into his ability to run. Here's safety Tyron Matthew on the challenges Mariota presents. Well, he's always been one of those guys that can, uh, you know, extend plays, uh, you know, move around uh, the pocket, uh, you know, find guys downfield. So, uh, I mean, it would be tough duty uh, trying to stop him. Uh, you know, obviously, they have weapons, you know, in the backfield and, you know, the tight end position and, you know, the great size at, at wide receiver. So, uh, it'll be a great challenge for us. One thing is for sure, the defense is planning on making their presence known. Linebacker, Demario Davis. We're going to play with a ton, a ton of energy, a swagger, whatever you want to call it. We're going to play with a ton of excitement, um, and we're going to put every effort towards studying our opponent, being prepared for our opponent, and, and bringing that physicality for, for four quarters um, till, you know, they done had enough or don't, or don't want to play no more. A lot of eyes will definitely be on the Saints' new-look offense, with the addition of wide receivers Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, and Michael Thomas being back and healthy. There's a lot of anticipation for this Saints season. Let's bring in NFL and Fox reporter Shannon Spake to talk about what she's looking forward to this weekend. Shannon, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. It is always a pleasure to have you. How are you? Good. I, I've seen you all over the place. I've been watching, obviously, the preseason games, getting ready for week one. You're kicking butt. Um, did Cam's uh, helmet, like, ha- had it smell in there, like, <laughs> when you put that on? Actually, it was clean. They haven't oh, yeah. used them yet. Um, that, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> they just outfitted that one. Um with the decals and everything so they could have an example of it. They actually did wear their black helmets at practice last week for the first time to kind of start wearing them in. Um, so I got them right before they had actually been worn. So it's good. I know how much he loves like taking time off the field. So I'm sure he's ready to get that all uh, stinky and sweaty for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, he, he was all happy about having to be the one that modeled them when they came out. He's fired up about those black helmets. And so I have you on today because you'll be sidelined for our first game. The regular season's finally here. Saints at Atlanta. What are some of the key storylines that you're following heading into that matchup? Well, I, I mean, I think the similarities between Jameis and Marcus Mariota are so incredible. You know, obviously, one and two in the draft, uh, the amount of time that they've been in the league, they're both kind of, I think, I mean, I think most people would agree 
this is their chance. Mm -hmm. You know, they 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 got to put up this year uh, because if not, there's going to be someone in the in the wings waiting for them. So I I think that's a fascinating storyline. They're they're also very different, <laughs> um, and, and they'll be the first to kind of admit that. Uh, Dennis Allen taking over for Sean Payton, the biggest one I think, or or I mean, is how does how does that you know they keep talking about it's not a rebuild it's sort of a reload and refocus and it's the same philosophy that's always been there with just a different spin so i'm excited to see what dennis allen's spin is on that and, and i think just the veterans like the defense continues year after year to be the side of the ball that completely can take over games and win it. And those guys have tons of confidence and, and, you know, you've got some new pieces on that defense that I think are going to be really fun to watch. Uh, but I think as most would agree, it all starts with Jameis, how he performs um, when he's out on that field, how many hits he can take, how that, how that ACL or, or whatever ailment um, is kind of affecting him right now. You know, how he performs when he's out there under center is going to be the biggest storyline. Everyone has been talking about the health of quarterback Jameis Winston, and that's kind of why they maybe aren't as hot on the Saints right now because they want to see how Winston looks, how he does when he's actually on the field, live game action. I think he looks good. I've seen him in camp. He did very well in the preseason game that he played in. He's confident coming in, but he has so many more weapons this season. You've covered the NFL for a while. How does that change the team? in terms of adding a Jarvis Landry, a Chris Olave, and then having Michael Thomas back? Well, that wide receiver room is loaded, right? He's got tons of options. And not only that, I mean, you have Alvin, you have Mark, you know, Ingram, you've got tons of guys that you could just hand it off to. Uh, I think Mark said, we're, we're all, uh, we're all reward and no risk, right? Mark Ingram mm -hmm. said that. And obviously he's one of those guys who's been with the, the team since the foundation started to get laid. It, it makes a quarterback's job a lot easier when you have a lot of those weapons. Hopefully those guys can stay healthy and continue to be, um, be, be there for Jameis. Uh, but it's a decision-making from the guy under center as well. The thing that's going to follow him until it doesn't follow him is all those interceptions and we got to see how he can perform when he has those key parts around him. I, I'm excited to see Chris Olave out there. Very excited to see what he can do. It's interesting because you have um, you have wide receiver who went number one uh, with Drake London out there on the field, and then you have Chris Olave. Maybe there's a, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because he wasn't the one that got picked first. So I, I get to talk to him this week sometimes. So I'll be interested yeah. to see um, if those guys are are close or know each other or what he kind of thinks about that. Well, Drake London got hurt in the first preseason game for the Falcons, and he's been back at practice this week, but definitely somebody that I think everybody's watching to see whether or not he's going to be able to go because the Falcons definitely need some of those weapons. Mariota can run, and that's been a, a tough spot for the Saints. You know, mobile quarterbacks have been rough on them. So we'll see kind of how that plays out. You mentioned yeah. a head coach, Dennis Allen, being in his first year. It doesn't really seem like a lot of people are talking about that because it's the same regime. He's been here for so long. He has a relationship with all of the players. In your time covering the Saints under Sean Payton, have you noticed any differences? Anything stood out to you yet? Yeah, I'm actually going to try to uh, catch up. I got a nap in here. I'm going to try to catch up with Coach Payton. You know, obviously he works for Fox now. I saw him at the NFL summer. Then didn't get a chance to talk to him about Dennis Allen that much. But I'm I'm anxious to kind of get some some quotes from him for the game about. You know, I, I know that I'm sure 
Peyton is is letting Coach Allen do what he does, um, but I'd be interested to see what specific things he's seen in the preseason mm-hmm. that um, that kind of stand out to him. Uh, I, I think that everyone is saying exactly what they need to say in terms of the fact that I mentioned already, it's not a, it's not a rebuild. And I think that's a really great, it wasn't broke, right? I mean, you guys almost made the playoffs last season. It, it wasn't broke. It's the quarterback position that needs to be firmed up, you know, ever, you know, you know, the, the changing of the guard and, and moving on from a, from a hall of famer with Drew who's going to be the guy, you know, and then, you know, and then Gamus gets hurt last year. So you don't really know what he can do in the long haul. That's going to be the key because they're, they're loaded everywhere else. They're loaded, you know, you know, all around, got tons of weapons, defense is the defense. It'll be that quarterback position. And, and, you know, and coach Allen knows that. Sure. For the Falcons, they're in year two under their newest head coach, um, Arthur Smith. How do you think they're building for their future? Obviously letting go Matt Ryan and making huge offseason moves in that regard. Well, they're really I the I think the all the signs really kind of point to Ritter. They they gave him a ton of reps in the preseason. They're not shying away from the fact that they're getting this kid ready uh to go out there and and possibly be the number one he's got tons of experience you know having played at cincinnati i know he didn't play you know in the sec uh did go to the playoffs got that experience i think he's really mature and i and i think that he got a ton of reps in the preseason i think arthur smith really likes what he sees i think he's got a great connection with his weapons out there it'll be interesting to it'll be interesting to see if marcus mariota goes the full season if ritter doesn't come in and um, at least maybe, um, uh, you know, kind of a two thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about that, but I, I do think all signs point to them kind of getting that guy ready to get out there and, and, and take, some, uh, take some live snaps in, in, in real games. This is a big matchup for the Saints to open the season with. It's obviously a division opponent, and then it's your rival in the Atlanta Falcons. There's been a lot of talk back and forth between the fan bases already this week. You've covered college sports for a long time prior to covering NFL. How does the rivalry games compare from NFL to what we see in college? Yeah, I. it's funny because I feel like, it, and even like, even when you go to like Duke, Carolina, you know, it's the fan base that remember that's in basketball obviously but it's the fan base that i feel like have the stronger ties because the kids nowadays are from so many different places oftentimes have played with the guys on the you know other side of the of the ball you know whether it be aau high school whatever um but i i think that the nfl guys have a lot more fun with it but it is the individual players right it's the individual players and i don't know who came up with the 28 and 3 thing in in your stadium rebuild i need to find out who did that because that was that so i think uh, there's a lot of people who have fun with it outside of just the players on the field because when they you know when that ball snaps they're, they're just doing their job they're doing what they need to do and uh yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that you guys are having a lot of fun with it, though. Yeah, last week when they were practicing there in the indoor facility and the scoreboard the entire time read 28-3. That's hilarious. Yeah, you got a picture of that? You got to send me a picture of that. There, there is a picture out there. It has not been put out on social media. But yes, um, it's been pretty funny how often that's been brought up. Uh, Tyron Matthew was talking yesterday saying that everybody that he knows in New Orleans is going to that game in Atlanta it could very well be 50-50 there. I would not yeah. be surprised if you don't see a 
a large amount of Saints fans out there. They travel well. They're excited about this game for sure. Overall, week one, any matchups, any games that you're kind of, you have circled that you want to check back in on after you're done with your game? Oh my goodness. I, I don't know. There's a lot of them, right? I'm, I'm interested to see San Francisco, how the regime without Jimmy Garoppolo goes. I, I think they're at the bears. Um, uh, I I'm interested to see Aaron Rodgers. He's going to have a huge chip on his shoulder as he usually does. I just think every, all of the players that had great seasons last year, I'm interested to see how the off season went and who gets off to a good start. I, I you know, it's, it's like in NASCAR, they say, you know, you can't win it in week one, but you could certainly start to like chip away at some momentum. You don't want to start the season with a loss, especially in some of these divisional games that we have. And, and, you know, there's, there's guys who are under a ton of pressure. I mean, like I mentioned, Trey Lance, like, can he be the guy out there in San Francisco? I'm, I'm anxious to see that here in Carolina. I am anxious to see if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy. I'm a big fan of Baker Mayfield. I covered him at Oklahoma. I love the chip on his shoulder. I love the edginess, even though people can say that, you know, he, you know, whether you love him or not, I think just like he did, you know, at Cleveland, he can come out and have a, a great season year one. And, and that's what we're focused on right now. I think that chip is big enough to, to bring him, but Christian McCaffrey has to stay healthy. We know that. So I, I, there's a lot of storylines, I think, that are really intriguing going into this season. Uh, Miami. I, I grew up a Miami Dolphin fan. They are loaded. Can Tua be the guy that leads Miami and all of these these sad Miami Dolphin fans uh, to the postseason? I mean, my aunt has a, um, a Miami Dolphin fan club here in the Charlotte area. My whole family are Dolphin fans, and so they are loaded. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what they could do. So that's certainly something I'm watching as well. Could they? Could they be the guys? Could they beat Buffalo? Could they beat New you know New England? We we know they'll beat the Jets. Sorry. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, it's, it's fair. Uh, after the weekend, everything ends with that Monday night football game, the Broncos and the Seahawks, which is going to be a really fun one to watch as well. So we have an exciting week ahead. College football was wild this past weekend. So we'll see if the NFL can kind of keep up with that last year. I know they're going into the last weekend of the regular season, there were still 18 teams in contention for the Super Bowl. So much was decided that last weekend do you think that there's going to be that kind of parody this year again? Yeah, there's no reason why it wouldn't because they're just so stacked and the teams you look across the league and you just know anyone, you don't really know, you, you don't know who's the, the elite team and, and who's not. And, and I feel like you could have a lot of surprises. I think a lot of people are looking to Tampa Bay to see, you know, what can Tom can do, but you know, are they the team without Gronk? Are they the team with Tom and, you know, a, a year older? I, I know I said it, um, you know, I'm sure I'll eat my words, but yeah, I just, you just don't know. Can, can Buffalo be the team? Can Russell bring, you know, the Broncos on paper? We did their week one game last year and on paper, they were just, I mean, goodness gracious. Like you were like, this team's going to the Super Bowl, and they just weren't able to do it because of the fact that they didn't have the quarterback to do it. Now, now they do. Um, you know, in theory. So we'll see what he can do out there. What was your favorite moment that you covered experienced last season? Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, my goodness. That's a good, really good question. I it's, it's, I'm like, I've tried to like, remember, um, what I did yesterday. Uh, right. there were, there were a large, a lot of them. Um, 
You know, I love covering I love covering the the Saints because I I used to love watching Coach Payton walk up and down and and high five and and sort of give um, dabs to every single one of his players in warm up. Maybe the most dynamic was when Justin Herbert we did his game. I, God, I think he threw it was like a ninety yard pass. I, I know it wasn't really ninety yards, uh, but it was it was incredible. I mean, it was unbelievable. I don't remember where he was, but it was one of those things where it was, it was highlight material. I think it was the furthest he had, he had thrown and it was pretty incredible that that kid's got such an arm. So I, and, and just being back right on the sidelines yeah. after 2020, it was so weird. You know, I've only been covering, I think this is my sixth season. So that 2020 year, it, it, you know, it, you, you know, this is all about relationships and being able to go down on the field and talk to these guys pregame and, and say hello to them. And, you know, you lost that for a year, even with the coaches meeting with them in person. And so I think just being back in person and, and back on the field was a really big deal. Every week was really cool because of that. It definitely adds to your ability to do your job, especially being allowed back in the locker room. This season has been incredible already. It's just a completely different dynamic, the relationship that you're able to have. It, it's just not as, I don't know, t- like the players seem a little more open when they don't have a, a camera stuck in their face or they're on Zoom. It, um, it's a little more personable, I guess. But you mentioned it is your sixth season going into the NFL, um, working with Fox. What is a typical week for you in terms of getting ready, prepared for these games? Um, so I still, you know, I still do race hub on Tuesdays. So Monday I will watch, uh, both of the games of the team that I'm covering this upcoming week, uh, their previous week games so that I can get requests in by the end of Monday for players that I want to catch up with on the phone. I try to talk to two players from each team, one on defense, one on offense. That's on top of who we meet with in our production meetings and who like Jonathan Vilma, who, you know, and Kenny Albert and those guys want to talk to during, uh, on the weekend. So I'll get those requests in on, um, Monday, Tuesday is pretty much race hub. I wake up early in the morning. I've got to watch race hub from the day before write my show we have a production meeting uh hair and makeup and then the show is at six o'clock to seven o'clock um wednesday we have a production meeting kind of go over ideas with our crew i'll start to prep for some of those interviews because usually wednesday and thursday is when i'll get those guys on the phone Mm. i would say it takes me about an hour and a half to prep for four interviews because i want to make sure i'm not just getting on the phone and saying like hey how was your week i want to make sure i've got legitimate stuff and so sometimes that takes a little bit of research to kind of dig and uh, figure out some storylines. Um, and then Friday I'll travel out. We meet with the, with the home team. We go to practice, meet with their coaches, usually meet with a defensive coordinator, um, quarterback, offensive player, and a defensive player as well. Uh, crew dinner Saturday. We'll meet with the away team, usually on a zoom. Sometimes we'll go to their hotel Saturday night production meeting and Sunday game. So, and then you start all over. I start working on my, my boards, my, my depth chart Sunday when I get to the airport, uh, for the for the upcoming game, I start to work on those. So it is a uh, a full week of prep. But hey, I mean, listen, we're we're covering the NFL. It's like it's a dream job. It's not like I'm like studying, you know, chemistry or something. Right. It I get to watch football. I get to watch nine hours or twelve hours of games a week, um, you know, for my job, which is it's a dream. Definitely, there's one thing that I've never asked you about, and I. I can't believe that I've never asked this before, but you've been in a movie. Yeah. It's so funny. You said that I was just like, I'm trying to like put together a, um, 
a uh, trying to do some voiceover work and I'm trying to put together my voiceover reel. And I was just going through Cars 3 clips today, just before we got on the phone <laughs> to try to uh, to try to get um, that video to lay it down on my reel. Yes, I was in Cars 3, I guess it was back in 2016 or 17. So my kids were in first grade at the time and I was a cool, cool mom. I bet. That. Yeah, that movie was fun to be in. I think the best part about being in that movie was I uh, we were at Daytona for the Daytona 500 and they had all of the uh, the NASCAR related people that were in the movie, Mike Joy, Jeff Gordon, some of the drivers. And I was the lone female up there. And I just remember kind of looking around and realizing that I was, you know, kind of representing all of the women that are in NASCAR. And it it meant a lot to me to to be that representative up there. Um, but it was also pretty cool, you know, because like, you know, Lightning was there and he's my co-host and <laughs> or my my co-star, I should say. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's really funny. I just I never knew that that was that you did that. So that's really cool. I appreciate the time. I know you are busy. You got a lot to get prepped for. And we're looking forward to listening to you, seeing you on the sidelines for the game on Sunday. Yeah, hopefully, I'm sure with Vilma up in the booth, we'll have the Saints more than once. And hopefully I get to see you on the road. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Definitely going to so be going back and watching Cars 3 sometime soon. Really appreciate Shannon jumping on the pod with us today. Look forward to seeing her on Sunday. Ahead of the Saints game in Atlanta, you can participate in the Saints kickoff run on September 10th here in New Orleans. There will be medals, t-shirts, a post-race party in Champion Square. Oh, did I mention the race actually ends on the 50-yard line of the Caesars Superdome? So sign up at saints5k.com. The 2022 New Orleans Saints Pick'em Pool presented by SeatGeek is now live. You can head to NewOrleansSaints.com and play weekly for a shot to win $10,000 tickets to every Saints home game in 2023 and extra weekly prizes. So sign up now. Do not miss week one. Thanks so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. I'm Erin Summers. Hope everybody has a great day. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.